congratulations, folks. We've actually made it on set today. We made it. Because last week um, we almost died. I don't know if we mentioned it, but uh, we're here today. Did you flip a rickshaw? Did I flip a rickshaw? Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> I mean, I can't even lie about it because it was all over YouTube. So. <laughs> Just call me Lewis Hamilton like you've been doing all bloody week. But luckily we stayed inside. We did stay inside the rickshaw, which is really strange because it doesn't have any doors. Luckily you weren't. Reach out. Can you all right, so if you haven't seen our YouTube channel and you've just found us through Spotify or however you download mm. your podcasts, go over and watch it because um, it'll make you cry and then it'll make you laugh. Uh, if you have no idea what we're talking about. Well, if you follow this podcast, then the India series, mm -hmm. it will all make sense because we actually shipped Chapati home. Yeah. Spoiler La alert if you haven't seen any of that. Yeah. Sorry, so, sorry to kill, <laughs> kill a few. Just you. <laughs> but we're all right. So we're back. So we took last week off. We were go we were supposed to do the podcast like a few days after it. Mm -hmm. But we just we were just weren't emotionally stable, were we? I don't think so, no. But luckily it only took a few days for us to really like get over it, you know, mm. and we're fine now. Thank you so much to everybody that has sent lovely gifts and well wishes. We're all three of us are on the mend. Yeah, we'll get there. So this is... Season three, season three. It, mu it must be season three, Craig, because in season one, you were wearing like tuxedos and stuff. You've actually got food on your T-shirt. You had food just now, but you changed your top. I've changed it though. So I'm one step ahead of you already. I'll have that later. I, I was just thinking like, <laughs> it would be fine, but people can actually see you. Like if we do record this on Well, YouTube luckily now. that mic is in the way <laughs> of the, the food spillage. So I think I'll be all right. I'll let you get away with it. As I was saying, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> season three, this is the Mongol Rally podcast where we drove 12,000 miles across the planet because we're just fucking nets and we do all we want. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we did it in a little camouflage Fiat Panda. Yep. Um, and it was mental. So the last podcast, we talked about Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan. Two brilliant countries. Is that right? Am yeah, I... that's right. I'm just all over the place. You're a bit far away. You're emotional. You're okay. Do you need support? <laughs> Do you need support? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. And this week, we're talking about Russia. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. And pff, it's a fly in here. And Mongolia, mate. Wicked. Mongolia. That is such a brilliant country. I cannot wait to delve into it today with you, Craig. Yeah, and same. the food on your T-shirt. So we've actually got a special guest this week as well, Ollie. So we're going to yeah. get him on. we got a couple of questions for him. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, I'm going to run through a little prelude, which Amy's done some research for me. So oh, yeah. I don't know how true this is. Mm -hmm. So Mongolia is the least populated country on planet Earth. Whoa. Less than half of the population now live a traditional nomadic lifestyle, living in yurts, rearing livestock and using horses and using horses as their transportation. Less than half. That's a bit sad. I would like Mongolia to stay Mongolian, you know. That being said, it is not uncommon to see a yurt with a satellite dish. Shut up. Sky TV and that. <laughs> Cable. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to move with the time somehow. Mm. If you're not going to sell your yurt and move to a brick house, just get cable. You know well, what I they mean? must have added it in Tajikistan as well. Remember we saw that fella on a horse with the UFC t-shirt on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the three most popular sports here are horse racing, archery, and Mongolian wrestling. 
That's really cool. Mongolian wrestling is massive. They've won like gold medals in the Olympics. Have they? I think they won like 30 something and like 23 were for wrestling. No way. It's, it's massive. It's what they bred on, isn't it? Mm. We'll tell you about that in a bit. Home to the endangered Bactrian camel, they play an important part in the Mongolian life. Give it to me, David Attenborough. They even have a camel festival. And that is how much they like the animal. And also Mongolians invented ice cream. Yes. Hats off to you, Mongolia. Yeah, so that's just a little brief, you know. So we give them one of them. <laughs> Mongolia definitely deserve a wow, 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 wow. Pretty cool country, if I say so myself. Like, deep and rich in culture and history. And I know they've got... How a bit... did you get in then? How did I get in? She got a visa, mate. Went oh, to, fair enough. Went to London, got a visa. Touche. <laughs> Check, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get into the the guts of this podcast, mm. big shout out to the sponsor, Babbel. The sponsor! You don't have to make that noise because you've got that. That'll make it for you. Yeah, but I just made up a new one, which I might record later on. Have you ever wanted to learn a language, but you're just like, um, I can't do it? Yes. Babbel will help you out. Yeah. In a matter of weeks. Really? Me? No doubt. Like bro. me, personally. Apakaber, Namasaya Craig. I mean, just a little bit of Indonesian for you. Mmm, it's really cool. Salamat sore. <laughs> You're going to do the whole podcast in Indonesian and I'll just try and guess what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing a bit of research online and that. And uh, people, they, people le- they learn a language to develop. Care. The, to develop a better memory. Yeah, it helps it, your memory for it sure. It does. So like when you eat too much cake and stuff because you've been in an accident, lots of people being lovely and they send it to you, you go to the gym, don't you? You exercise your body. Mm. But really you need to exercise your brain mm. also. So you've got to flex that mental muscle. Do you know what I'm saying? It makes sense. Like when you go to the gym, you mm. do stuff with your body, you've got to do stuff with your brain. Exactly. Which is really cool. So Babbel is like a clear and simple user face. You can use it on your phone. You can also use it on your laptop. And if you're signed into your account, it'll sync between your devices. Love that. It's sick, mate. So it's got a speech recognition technology in it, which improves your pronunciation, which I suppose if you're going to like Spain, it would give you the confidence to like mingle with the locals more, wouldn't it? Mm. You'd, you'd have a much better trip. It would be a lot more cultural like soaked in culture and history if you can like appreciate the language mm. and everything that goes with that you know like a gulab <laughs> i'll take a gulab i'll pop it in my pocket <laughs> soaked in culture isn't it? <laughs> yeah so you can choose from over 14 different languages i do want to learn spanish as well i've been learning indonesian but it's only really helpful when you're in indonesia yeah whereas spanish if we ever go to south america mm-hmm. how helpful would that be didn't i tell you once though that spain is the most spoken language in the world that's not S- right spain so- do you speak spain <laughs> i speak spain i meant spanish and i meant the second <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing very well <laughs> So right now, we've we spoken to the lads at Babel. We were like, listen, the our people... have spoken. Our people... People that mean the most to us. ...want to learn. So they're like, right, if they purchase six months, we'll give them six months free. Give them six months free. <laughs> All you got to do is go to babbel.co.uk forward slash play. That's B-A-B-B-E-L forward slash play. And use the promotional code 
kinging it, which is K-I-N-G-I-N-G-I-T. You know what you should have said then? What? All you've got to do is PayPal us 20 quid and we'll give you the link. <laughs> now, that's a win-win for everyone then, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Peter. <laughs> we love you, Peter. This week, to help us fill in some of the blanks, we got one of the legends from the rally, Mr. Ollie Jenks, on the show. <laughs> so Ollie is one of the funniest guys I've ever met. He's one of the strangest guys I've ever met. Yeah, fits right in with us. Yeah, perfect combo. And um, he was one of the key parts of actually getting us to the finish line. Yeah, so he was part of Team Tyrannosaurus Wreck, um, which is the boys that are just a complete bunch of legends, really, that helped us cross the line. So we're going to get him on the blower now. He said he's ready, so uh, let's give him a call, shall we? Just before we do that, quick shout out to Rode as well for hooking us up with the Rodecaster Pro. Oh yeah, because we wouldn't be able, to, we we couldn't ring people last time, could we? Couldn't ring people now. We had a rubbish setup then. Yeah. Look a professional. We were in our pants on my sofa with one mic. Now oh. look at us. We've got oh. a bloody studio, mate. You got food on your t-shirt though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll clean that later. <laughs> So yeah, the Rodecast is amazing. We've got that and the Rode Mic Pros. Yeah, if anybody's wondering, we're going to do a blog post on how to start a podcast because not everybody knows. We yeah. didn't know. And this is all you need in this setup, isn't it? It is sick. Sick. Right then, Ollie Jenks. Coming, coming through. Ringing, he's ringing. Hello, champion, you right? Hey! Hey, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Ollie Jenks, what's Hello. happening, mate? How's it going, guys? You right? How's life? How's life? Not too shabby, I suppose. You know, apart from the old crash here and there, we're doing well. Did you crash him? I did crash him. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All those rally memories come flooding back. Oh, I know. What are we like? So, how's it going, mate? Yeah, really well, thanks. How, how are you guys? Yeah, not too bad. Good to have you on the podcast, mate. So, we got a couple of questions for you. We, were ju- we just bigged you up, you know, we said Go that. for it. We said that, you know, you're one of the funniest guys you've ever met, one yeah. of the weirdest guys you've ever met. <laughs> and we were saying, well, what can I say? You know, my, rep- my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, honestly, mate, it was it was so good to have you in the convoy um, yeah. on the rally. So yeah, we got a couple of questions oh, for that. you. No, Go I on. forgot because Ollie, well, you were the reason that we met, I guess, because I, I had yeah. first gone into a different... Um, WhatsApp group with somebody else that was going to go through Iran at a different time. And then I realised, oh no, they're going in too early for us. I'm going to pick a different like convoy group. And that ended up being yours, didn't it? Yeah, it was weird. I was looking through all my old rally stuff from my uh, computer the other day. I remember, I remember when you, Jess, Will and Craig, you sent me like your passport details and stuff to send to the Iranian embassy or something. Yeah. And I, I found it, I come across, it's so, it's so weird, isn't it, that we became like this close convoy. And I was like, this ugly bunch. And then before you know it, we're kind of like in the middle of Mongolia, yeah. pushing a car. <laughs> it's a it's, fate. It's, it's weird, weird how the world works. It really is. And it was so great, though. I'm so glad Like I changed convoy groups. Yeah. We would never have met any of these boys, would we? I know. It yeah. just worked out like so special, didn't it? It did. It really did. So I'll jump in with the first question, mate. What was your favourite part of the rally? Um, that is a big question big. and it probably deserves a bigger answer than I'm going to give it um, <laughs> we've only got an hour this is, yeah sorry um, in a weird kind of way there, there are a few different highlights when Sam lost his passport mm-hmm. that wasn't a highlight by the way but it was <laughs> you know, um, 
Yeah, it was a good story to tell. Um, it was just me and Aiden. We had a bit of a bromance through Europe, and that was quite that was quite nice. I made Ooh. like a lot of funny things in the way. Love. Uh, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't end up in an Amsterdam brothel or anything. But, <laughs> um, I think similar similar to you guys, we really enjoyed Turkey. We, that was kind of like a hidden wonder. Yeah. Um, and then you guys in Iran, you know, Iran. Just you know, I never thought I'd go there in a million years. Okay. So, yeah. um, just the culture shock was just amazing. And then I know you guys probably hate Uzbekistan, but I, I quite liked it. It's kind of like a bit weird, a bit quirky. Turkmenistan as well. Yeah. You know, it's any kind of North Korea when it comes to like dictatorship mm-hmm. countries that are difficult to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, in, in hindsight, it's a bit of a privilege to be there, I guess. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but yeah, the landscape, the camping, the, you name, when stuff went wrong, like there was a part of me that like, this is going to be a great story for the grandkids, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess it was that, yeah. There's a lot in there. I mean, you could, like, as you go through it in your head, like, which country have you been to? You go, that, that there, and then that one in that country. And, I, yeah, I mean, we were there too, so I can understand, like, how crazy it is to try and pick just a few <laughs> things that you love. But, yeah. So, next question is, uh, what was your highlight of Mongolia? You know what? I've Because of the, the way Mongolia is, it's a huge country, massive landmass, yeah. and there's only three million people. And we kind of, I, I felt so liberated and it's probably like the most, I mean, it sounds so a bit cliche when you kind of try and find yourself in your gap year or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I felt like, gap year. <laughs> I felt so free. And that, you know, that, you know that moment where you guys just, you were squished in the back of the uh, Italian cars. Yeah. yeah. And we weren't really on a road. We were on like a dirt, we were on like a dirt track. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't know if it was the rally itself had got to us a bit. But we all went a bit mental and we all kept on jumping on each other's cars. <laughs> and I tried to jump from one car to the other and, and I fell moving. off. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking, oh my yeah. God, he's going to go under the wheels. We watched it today, actually. I know. So I, I was, I, I, you know, the worst thing about that is, yeah, the worst thing about that was I, I was wearing jogging bottoms and an Andy Pandy striped shirt. I, was looking, <laughs> I looked abysmal. But, uh, <laughs> I wanted to try and look like Keanu Reeves or something, not, not like Andy Pandy on crack. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they were great moments, though, weren't they? they? Yeah, we all did go a bit crazy it, there. Yeah, yeah. I felt like a pirate. You know, there's no like, there's like no rules. There was no laws. Uh-huh. You can kind of do what you wanted That's a little it. bit. But uh, yeah, no. very, very liberating feeling. It's great. Yeah. No any police officers and just, yeah, there was there was nobody around, was there? That's, yeah, one of my highlights was that, that little section that we did. Because, yeah, we were just sitting on top of the cars, filming each other and yeah you don't see a car for like 45 minutes and if yeah. you do it's like a big lorry yeah on oh, no. imagine doing that down on the m6 <laughs> yeah <laughs> jumping from car to car <laughs> so um you actually drove your car all the way home oh, yeah. after you reached Ulaanbaatar. Yep. So I know you've got yeah, loads of go. mad stories about this, but if you can think of the craziest thing that happened to you coming back, um, do you want to tell that story if you've got one? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, there's, any, there's one that definitely sticks out. I mean, right. um, so you, you guys will know um, we had two kind of entry visas for Russia. Mine expired, my second one expired, which meant I had to wait around in Mongolia for an extra two weeks. Um, to get a transit visa through Russia. Mm. So I'd get a transit visa at the Mongolian embassy to allow me to get back through Russia. The issue of that is, and it gives you 10 days to drive what is essentially two-thirds of the planet. Oh, my God. Um, 
<laughs> and yeah, and one one of those days it took a whole day to get through the border because obviously the Russian authorities are rather strict. A bit strict, yeah. Yeah, fast fast forward a couple of days, and we're really really pushing for time. And um, I'm with uh, Amy as well, who's uh, got a South African passport, which is important because. Um, I accidentally drove back into Kazakhstan, um, which with an English passport or a UK passport, you can do as many times as you like. Um, But with a South African passport, you can't. Um, So I got to the border of Kazakhstan by accident. I had no intention of going there. I'd already driven 600 miles this day. And I was like, I just had a complete meltdown. I started swearing at myself. I started hitting the windows. (laughs) I was just not in a good way. So I thought, we're going to have to turn back. There's nothing. There's nothing we could do. We've got to turn back and find another oh, part of the road that yeah. just... I looked on, the, on my phone on the map and it was another 600 miles back the other way. Oh, my So about... Two, I know. It was... It was I, and yeah, I'll be driving for 12 hours that day already. It was absolutely gut-wrenching. Did you have to do it? You had to go um, yeah, Well, sneaky as I am and quite peculiar, yeah. I found what I thought was a shortcut... <laughs> That was a little tiny narrow road, right? And you know where do you you know remember the the roads in Kazakhstan? It was like every two meters there was a pothole. Oh, they oh, yeah. were the worst yeah. ones, yeah. Yeah. So imagine that, but you know, in Russia. So I thought, you know, what well, I'm going to bite the bullet here. I'm going to take this road because I was, I can't stand to see anything I've seen before. I, I want to feel like I'm making progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we took this shortcut about another hour and a half. Um, we kind of drive through this small village and we haven't seen life in about six hours at this point. We haven't really seen anyone other yeah. than the Kazakhstani border guards. Mm-hmm. It's just a little farm town and all the roads are made of mud. And uh, yeah, long story short, um, I don't know, Colin McRae and crashed a car into a ditch. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a ditch with a river in it. And oh, it was no. the most it was the most pathetic crash you could ever imagine. It wasn't like a full speed kind of like it was kind of like slow, the car twirling around like a ballerina on the ice, oh, and it no. slowly just goes head head first oh, into this river. Were you going too I was going to say, isn't yeah. it a ditch for the river? Isn't that just a river? <laughs> I guess, Oh, I guess it is, Craig. Yeah, yeah there you are. that's me and my geography. <laughs> so how did you get out? Well, I had to wind on the window, and I was like, because it was so pathetic and such an Ollie Jenks thing to do, <laughs> I just had, to, I just laughed at myself for like a good five minutes. I was in hysterics at how pathetic this day had gone so yeah, far. Been awake yeah. since four in the morning. Yeah. Got turned away by the Kazakhstani borders. No. Got annoyed. Found this dodgy road, and um, yeah, I climbed out the window, and in the corner of my eye, I saw a police four by four. Bear in mind this town. Well, this village we probably had a population of like 12 people. Yeah. I saw this police four by four. I was like, I have to chase that car down, like Terminator on a mission, like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. Yeah. I have to chase that car down. Bear in mind, I'm fucking knee high in shit in this <laughs> river. Oh my God. This sounds like um, hell. And what I forgot about, uh, yeah, uh, trust me, this, this probably one of the worst days of my life in oh, retrospect, but shit. quite funny in a weird kind of way. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this, guys, but remember the tow bar that um, got you across the Russian border? Yeah. Old Faithful. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking for that in the car and I remembered you guys had it. I was like, oh, shit. There's no way of getting out of here. (laughs) But um, I think it it proved... proved more useful for you guys, probably. I think so. But anyway, yeah, we had this orange rope. So I (laughs) grabbed the orange rope and legged it after this... um, Police four by four, 
yeah. wading through the mud. It was, it, God knows what, if there are any like people looking at me, God knows what they are thinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, managed to, I got to the end of the road and I thought this police car is definitely gone. And it parked up at the corner. I was like, sweet. And I thought they must have gone in that house. Mm. And I just knocked on the door of this random village. They've probably never seen an English person before in their life. Yeah. I was banging on this door like Halloween, like hell forever. And um, two guys come out with AK-47 from oh, this girl. Oh, my God. Uh, and I was like, it kind of like, it dawned on me then that you can't just go banging doors in the middle of fuck nowhere, Russia. Yeah. Particularly when this, you, know, you know there's armed police in there. Yeah. I was so naive, it was unreal. Mm. Um, and I just, obviously, I don't know any Russian either. So luckily, I brought the rope with me. I just showed them the rope. And luckily, they knew it was a tow rope and not like, I want it to do something. <laughs> have uh, sexy, sexy Russian fun with them. A but, Russian um, romance this time. <laughs> I know, exactly, yeah. Um, and to be fair, they were quite nice. And uh, yeah, long story short, they uh, pulled me out of the ditch yeah. and uh, let us on our way. Oh, good. <laughs> Bloody hell, mate. That could only happen to you. I think you're on par with us when it comes to stuff like that happening, aren't you? Luck, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a very, I don't know, yeah, I guess I am. I, like, bad luck just seems to find me. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Sam bad luck, no. but still, bad <laughs> yeah, luck nonetheless. Oh, oh, to be fair, no, he's got the, he's got the gold medal, but um, <laughs> I think you guys get silver and I'll, um, I'll happily take bronze. Yeah, well, he was on about, he was like, don't hang around with me for too long because this bad luck goes around. And it was actually after we spoke to him that we crashed the rickshaw. So, so it was all Sam's fault, basically. Yeah. Sam's curse. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> so if you can, mate, in a sentence, describe your experience on the Mongol Rally. These are tough questions. Oh, there we go. Wow. That is a tough, that is a, that is a tough question. Tougher than my GCSEs. Um, <laughs> the thing is, you guys know... And I know, but you can't write it down, can you? You can't That's describe it. it. Yeah. Um, what we what what we done in two or three months, or however long we were there for, mm-hmm. you know, the amount of stuff we saw, the amount of stuff we experienced, and the things we done in that short space of time. Most people would never do that in their lifetime. I know. Um, mm-hmm. You know the, the life lessons we've learned, and there's there's a reason we're still talking about it now, mm-hmm. two years on. Yeah. Not not a day not a day goes past where I don't think about it, and not a week goes past where I don't tell someone that I crashed into a river in Siberia, <laughs> or um, you know, you guys, you know, you guys broke down in in, in Mongolia, or um, you know, also whatever the story may be, or, <laughs> yeah, or I, you know, we drove for Iran and got stopped by police and stuff. You know, you can't you can't make it up. I know it was a fantastic trip. Craig, you crying? Whoa, you're right. So deep. <laughs> no, it's true, man. It's like it's like I said. I remember saying on the rally, it's like life crammed into seventy days. Yeah. Because so you go through so many emotions, mm. so many things happen. But it was the trip of a lifetime. Yeah. Right? Pretty much, we recommend it to. How everybody. you just? I just. I yeah. I just urge as many people to do it as possible. And they probably think I'm mad. I tell them these stories of uh-huh. like going for Iran and like crashing into rivers and you know all the stuff that went on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you should do it. And they look at me like, you creep. And they start backing away. Slowly. You creep. It's a, it, what, what a trip. And I don't think anything we'll do again can you know, replicate the kind of close bond we got and whatever else. It's uh, definitely yeah. seriously, seriously amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was top qual. So thanks for coming on, mate. Ali, you've actually got your own podcast. If you want to tell people about that and where they can find you. Am I allowed to give it a plug? Yeah, of course you are. Oh, happy days. Um, yeah, so me and my kooky little friends, 
Um, we've got a podcast called The Lost Luggage Podcast, um, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And it's basically, if you, well, basically, imagine my uh, story of crashing into a river in Siberia. There's a bunch of stories like that, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, or in, in, Instagram me, Jenks Ollie, and uh, you can find a link to it on there. It's probably the best thing to do. Yeah, Fabulous. and Ollie's been to some mad places, so we'll leave the link for, for his podcast in the description yeah, on yeah. all our stuff as well, so you can check him Great out. Great lesson, yeah. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, thanks. Mate. Excellent, sir. Nice one, chaps. Yeah, and we'll Enjoy, you enjoy. Thank you. We'll see you in right, Scotland. See you soon, mate. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We'll have it out. See you later, guys. <laughs> see you have a good bye, bye. Bye, bye. Oh, he's a good lad, that Ollie, isn't he? He is a great lad. He's such a, a, a wicked person to be around as well because he's mental, really. <laughs> yeah. When you're playing that fingers games, and he was like, he was the only one I could hear from the bedroom, like <laughs> screaming his face off. Such such good fun. He's such a, a he's a life lover, isn't he? Yeah. And he has been to some mad places, like backpacking all over the place. Yeah, he's done a lot, and he plans to do a lot as well. So definitely give his uh, podcast a check out for sure. Right then. Right then. Mongolia. Mongolia. Fancy bit of Mongolia. Should we, chat, should we chat about Mongolia, one of the biggest countries in the world? So we're actually on our way to the Russian border. Yeah. So we'd driven through Kazakhstan with the worst pothole roads on planet Earth. Yeah. We get to the Russian border and the car starts playing up. Of course it does. So we have to keep the revs like really high, otherwise it just cuts out. So as we're approaching the Russian border for understats effing about she's kicking off again she's effing about kicking bins so she's basically we have to keep the revs high enough to keep her going because if they if they go low she just cuts out you don't want to be drawing attention to yourself not when you're about to the Russian. first time this is our first time don't embarrass us before we get into <laughs> russia knobhead honestly <laughs> when you think of mafia you think russian mafia don't you that's what i think yeah and we have to just to keep her going like bad boy racers absolute embarrassment craig so amy's shitting a brick because yeah. she has to sit in the car it's me that owns the <laughs> bloody shithole and i've got to drive it through on but my own. this is the maddest part about it like you're going into a country where they don't want you to leave these cars because they know what the rally is mm. and they've seen it before and they let us tow the car in, even though it was completely not working. So we had to tow the car through. We towed the car across the border and they <laughs> let us. We're like, is it all right if we bring this piece of shit into your well, country? Well, they're not going to go, nah, you have to leave it there. They're going to be like, uh, move that thing <laughs> out, out of don't the way, get it mate. Here. Yeah. That ain't real camouflage. <laughs> we managed to make it to the first town and we stayed at a hostel called Amigo Hostel. It was a Mexican themed one, which I wasn't expecting at all. Is that the green one? Yeah, it the was green all green one, and yeah. we slept in like a tent bed, like bunk bedroom. Yeah. But it was quite posh, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really posh. Yeah, yeah. it was lovely. Did we get there really late as well? Yeah, we got there about 10 o'clock that night. So this is a running theme now going forward. They were long days. We were up early yeah. and we were ending up coming home really late. Mm. Home. I say home, to a Mexican <laughs> hostel in the middle of Russia. <laughs> so the next day we, we had to figure out what was wrong. So we thought it was the battery. Yeah. So we found this local fella. He slotted a new battery It in wasn't as easy as that, but carry on. Yeah, it was a long story. Basically, we were going garage to garage. Yeah. Um, and we found this like posh looking battery place. It was like a showroom of yeah. batteries. Yeah. And we were like, uh, that one. Did we still have money in the pot of our sponsors to be able to pay for that? No. Oh, gone, we, mate. Oh, gone. Six Gs, gone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We spent that much on the road, yeah. Oh, well, on breakdowns and petrol, yeah. Petrol, yeah. But the breakdowns were like thousands, weren't they, at this point? Uh, I mean, they were cheap in, in Iran, but I don't think they did a good enough job. So that, you know, 10 miles down the road, we'd have to have it done again. <laughs> we had about 45 shocks, didn't we? I think we did, yeah. 
So we had a new battery and the car seemed to be working all right at that point. So yeah. we were like winning. And the best part was we were in Russia now and the roads are like perfect, smooth oh, tarmac. I couldn't dream about it. Honestly, like I, I'd i say I love driving. Yeah. But when you drive those pothole roads, it is so annoying. Mm -hmm. So when you go from that to these smooth tarmac roads, it is so much fun. You just don't take You're it for granted, do you? You're just cruising around. You can look around. You don't have to watch the road for potholes. Yeah. And it was like big pine trees and rivers again. So we, when we first got into Russia, it was like city, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and the, it was like, oh, I don't know how to describe it really, but like grey buildings. It was actually raining. Everything looked a bit oh, yeah. dull. I was a bit like, oh God. Really Soviet Union looking. Mm, you, 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 you. You think of Russia. Sorry, I get that out in a minute. You think of Russians, or, or they're portrayed as being really cold. As a portrayed in the media, they're always the bad guys and stuff, aren't they? Yeah. So it was all just a bit like, oh, all right, Russia. Yeah. But then it all changed, didn't it? It was stunning, one of those. Oh, hun, hun, it was stunning. Stunning. <laughs> so stunning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah. We always say pine trees. I think it's because that's the only tree we know. I don't know what a pine tree looks like. You know, like Christmas tree. Looks like a Christmas tree. Christmas tree, yeah. Loads of pine trees on there. Loads of Christmas trees, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we sort of come out of the city and went into the countryside and it was like massive, huge trees. Yeah. Like forestry with like winding country roads and there was like lakes that were like super blue. Yeah. It, it looked like Canada, didn't it? It was unreal. Unbelievable. I was quite shocked, to be honest. I don't yeah. know what I expected. But... No, you, you just don't though going through these countries and we didn't want to do too much research to know what they did look like. Mm. So when we got there, we were just gobsmacked. Yeah, it was mind blowing. It was a beautiful drive. But we were only popping in and popping out mm. because although Kazakhstan and Mongolia touch, they touch on the map. Touch on the map. Luckily, we were with the boys because our original plan, yeah, was to cross a border in Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan that doesn't actually Into exist. Mongolia just made it up. Oh, we just crossed by there. <laughs> we just saw a little line. We're like, oh, that one. There's got to be a cross. It's going to be a gate there. We can go through. But there isn't. <laughs> there There's isn't nothing. <laughs> So because we were just popping in and, we, and time was running out, yeah. that day we ended up driving for about 18 hours. Was it 18 hours? We were up at like the crack of dawn and we got to the hostel at the border of Mongolia at 3 a.m. Oh my God. I remember like getting there. <laughs> we were all just cooked, weren't we? Uh, yeah, baked and a half. We would have covered some distance though, doing 18 yeah, we drove. Yeah, on it, those beautiful roads. It must have been a big whack, but yeah. I think that was the best part. Is we needed to make up time, and the yeah. roads were perfect. Yeah, yeah, we were loving it. So yeah, maybe we just thought, oh, we'll just keep going because we were happy to drive. You know, it was easy to drive on lovely roads. Mm. But yeah, I remember getting to that place and it being like a, like a like a skiing lodge. Yeah, because it was bloody freezing by the time we got to Russia. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. And we had like loads of coats on and hats on and like everything we took, we wore. Mm. We had like 16 layers on. We looked like chubby chubs. So Lollies. Yes. <laughs> chubby people is what I meant. Chubby chubs. Chubby people. <laughs> so yeah, when we got there, the woman, which it was a woman on the desk and she just didn't know what hit her because it was a bunch of us that turned up, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, heaps of us. Sorry, love. So we uh, paid over the odds for a bed yeah. in the Canadian Lodge. Yeah. Uh, but there was loads of rally cars there. So this one was literally right on the border. Right on it. Mm. And they were, they had all parked ready in line for the next morning. Yeah. So we just joined the queue and then went into the hostel. I remember Rob wanted to get there early. So we slept in the car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't right. know why. Or maybe they didn't have any space left. He ended up in the car anyway. So it was fucking freezing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was really cold. <laughs> we woke up the next day then. 
at about eight o'clock. So we only had about five hours sleep that night. Oh, that's um, just me. Oh, I probably woke up with anxiety, probably had a bit of diarrhea. That's, that's just not what I do or what I like. And then uh, we queued for the border. Um, and it took, when we actually got through the gates, we had to drive a bit and then we got to the actual border. So this is Russia going into Mongolia. Yeah. And uh, classic Amy and classic Ian. Ian. Ian decides, Ian was in front of us. He left his bags at the border oh, yeah. and drove oh, yeah. off. Mm, and so then he phoned Amy. I don't yeah. know how he even phoned you, to be honest. I don't know why your phone was on. I'm not sure. I must have just been using my six pound uh, Vodafone pack, you know, that you can use in Russia and places like that. So, it, a day. so Amy's at the border, decides to pick up the phone. I'm like, hi, Amy, what's happening? Hi, mate, how's it going? <laughs> Russian guards, boot off. Clocked me one time. They're like, secret agent, MI5. Yep, get her, get her. And they literally just stripped the car apart, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they, what, what was going to be about a 20-minute road crossing, border crossing, ended up being four hours, didn't it? They took every shred of veranda babes apart. It was so frustrating. Really, really annoying. But we got Ian's bag, didn't we? Yeah. Cheers, Ian. <laughs> not Ian's fault. I picked up. At this point, we actually had a week left. Just one week. And we were about to go into the toughest part of the rally. Yeah, but the, but the best. The like, best. Yeah. We made it to Mongolia. <laughs> yes. Yes. We actually did it. And the car took us there, which was amazing. Mongol Rally, baby! So that's the reason it's called that, because it used to finish in Mongolia. Yep. But the Mongolian government were getting fed up of people just ditching cars Leaving there. Their cars, yeah. So they're like, you can no longer have a finish line in our country. Yeah. So they just popped across the border to Russia. Mm-hmm. Describe Mongolia to us then, babes. When we first got in, what could you see? How did you feel? Did you love it? I did love it. It was the whole buzz of approaching a new country in the car. You know, we... We rolled over in our little tyres, one higher than the other, because I think we had one of the little space hoppers on. The little space hoppers. The little extra donuts. The donut that you get in the back. <laughs> we took that for about sixty-five miles, bless it. But yeah, just great, like vast land. Mm. You go in and there's just like fields of well, sort of grass, but like red dust all around you like and then mountains in the background mm. and there was yaks craig can you remember Bloody yaks, when yeah. we first I remember, came yeah. in and i was like flipping like i've never met a yak before in my life <laughs> i love seeing new animals that like you might see them on tv or whatever but to the eye you know mm. it's good fun in the flesh yeah, yeah. they were huge and they were really cool and all hairy and stuff um but yeah i just i remember more getting into where we were going to stay that night into the village yeah and and just how sort of sparse it was and how they even even the the buildings there wasn't that many yeah but there was yurts dotted around because that's obviously like the nomadic lifestyle that they have yeah they all live in yurts what we said earlier it's like the least populated country in the world you don't see anyone for Nobody. such a long time and Nobody. it's you can't describe the vastness of it. It just, you, you look forever and yeah. you can't see anything. Yeah. It's just open gravel land. It's, it's like it's Mars. It's mad. It is. Pretty much like Mars. It, yeah. And it changes as well. That's what I loved about Mongolia is like, you'd be in like a dusty section for ages and hours and hours and hours. And then all of a sudden you'd see mountains mm-hmm. and then you'd see lakes and rivers. And, and then small villages of yeah. like, just like concreted flat top houses. Yeah. Which is really cool. It was fascinating. Yeah. So as we were driving to the first town, uh, we needed to find somewhere to stay because we were all so shattered from the big drive the day before. Mm-hmm. Everyone was ready to just like 
recuperate, get some food. Yeah. Um, and Team Shenlong. Shenlong, yeah. The who, ones that had ditched us before. They were ditching us all the time, mate. They were. I was sick of it. Me and Will, we were all sick of it, right? We're going to get some miles in, they'd say. And the best part about this <laughs> sounds terrible. They were notorious for later in us. Yeah. So if you don't know what that means, it means... They, See, you they off. See you later, mate. They wanted to get a, a head start on us, basically. I don't know if it was a race or what they were doing. But yeah. yeah, they would just always drive so fast. Like even in Iran, when we had a convoy and we had a guys, they would drive off through traffic and speed off like it was a race. Mm. Relaxy batty, you know. <laughs> All right, Ali G. So, <laughs> we watched it, they were not. Um, so they, they, what happened was they drove so fast, they, they didn't see this bump in the road. And like the roads out oh. there, they keep you on your toes. Oh, yeah. So they took off over this ramp and it it dipped so fast that the front of their car smashed into it. Yeah. And me and Will, we're loving it. You are. You're a bitch, Greg. <gasps> because they were always taking the piss out of us what because our car was say? terrible. And so when we saw them, we were like, oh, what happened to you, boys? I think the thing is, like, we were all such a tight, like, convoy, weren't we? And we thought we were all, like, gelling, getting on really well. And, and we all, we were all in it together until yeah. they buggered off. Mm. So then, you know, all the help that we got from all the other teams, it made us so much closer. Yeah. So then when they did have a problem, we were like, Oh, well, you later us. Sorry so. about that, guys. We're just going to go ahead of you. You know, we didn't stop to help, did we? I think they were getting help No, they'd anyway. already got help, yeah. yeah. We would have pulled them. I don't think we were that that mean. But yeah, yeah we were just a bit like, hey, hey. It was only banter, you know. But yeah. Um, yeah. It, did sound, it did sound horrible, but we were loving it. So we arrived at the Eagle Hotel, which was lovely. It was fantastic. Do you know how we were welcomed? Yeah, those Mongolian fellas yeah. playing the like traditional instruments it was so cool it's like a little ukulele or something wasn't it they were like tiny guitars yeah they weren't ukuleles as such but they were like singing this lovely little song and everyone clapped at the it end it was very mongolian and i was just staring at them they had like the full dress on you know dress the full dress up on get the up. mongolian get up yeah and yeah it was just really really cool like you always I don't know if I can speak for you, but I always want to see what people look like from Mongolia. I want to see a traditional Mongolian man and Mongolian woman. What do they look like? I'd yeah. love to see it. So when we came across those boys, I was like, you look wicked. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you a feel of the culture and the, and the you know, the country. And not just the clothes. We said this before, like as you move further east, people's faces change and mm. the shapes of people's faces change. And the Mongolians, they've got like really high cheekbones and... The, just the facial structure just changes and yeah. it's so fascinating to see the people's different people's faces from different it. cultures. Yeah, I love it. So, um, yeah, it was so nice to get to that hotel and have a proper wash and a sleep. Go on, what are you going to say? Wasn't there a part where you paid for the room and I had to sneak in? That was that hotel, yeah. What what happened there? <laughs> I don't know. It was like double the price for two people for That's one room. That's right. So I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just sleep. <laughs> I'll sleep in the car. I'm winking, by the way, guys. I'll sleep in the car. Don't worry about it. And then when they weren't looking, I just ran upstairs. <laughs> we slept. So we've gone from, oh, these lovely Mongolian fellas <laughs> welcome us to the hotel. And then we fucking ripped them off, mate. That wasn't their hotel. They were just, you know, like butlins. They were the talent that come in. <laughs> they didn't own the place. Um, but yeah, no, it was quite expensive actually for Mongolia. And so we we actually wanted to sleep and a shower, didn't we? So we bought bought the hotel. No, <laughs> we paid we paid for a room, and the rest of them stayed in a yurt, didn't they? And they had outdoor showers. And I thought, and they said it was freezing again. as well. So yeah. I'm glad we didn't do that. Well, no, ours was Craig. Remember, I had oh, a migraine yeah. from the shower. It was <laughs> there was no hot water. So there, yeah, it was just as well we didn't pay. We didn't get what we would have paid for anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, but we the the coolest part about being there, we'd arrived in Mongolia and we were all just kind of reflecting on how far we'd come. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the map, it we're almost in line now with Thailand. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, on like, if you think about how far that is mm-hmm. on a plane, it's like yeah. a thirteen-hour plane ride. Yeah. And we've driven that in a shitty little Fiat Panda. And it's the best time of our lives. No offence, Fran the Babes. Yeah, <laughs> RP. Mad. Oh, um, I've got a few facts about Mongolia. Go on then. Should you I got? throw them in here? Check them in. Go on. So, just just a little <laughs> FYI. <laughs> you know the Great Wall of China runs through Mongolia? I did know that, yeah. Oh, did you? Dips in, doesn't it? I was surprised at that today when I read it. Mongolian people's guest culture is very strong. Oh. Yeah, so they will often greet their guests with a bowl of arag, I'm going to say, um, which is the fermented horse milk. You know, we've talked about oh, that Jesus. before. Yeah, we've talked about that. However, it's considered really disrespectful to refuse it. Oh, shit. So... I'm glad I didn't get offered a glass of that. I don't know what would have happened if we would have turned up there. It would have probably got in a fight, like a wrestling fight. It would have been good for the vlog. Um, <laughs> or if you're hungover, what they drink is a glass of tomato juice with vinegar and with sheep's eyes in it. Wow. It's considered a How hangover cure. How is that going to get rid of a hangover? I mean, I don't know. I have some whoppers, but I still don't think I'd be able to go plat down, you know? No chance, mate. It's crazy. But yeah, talking about like guests and Mongolian people having guests, isn't there a story about two guys? Oh my God. As you said that, you reminded me and I was going to tell that story. This is, excuse my French, this is fucking mental. And it's all true, isn't it? Yeah. So this this guy, he was cycling through Mongolia Mm. and he cycled um, a bit too far one day and he, he didn't go prepared. So he ran out of water and food and he said he was so thirsty and he was like, basically on the verge of dehydration um and these two guys took them took him back to their yurt yeah and they fed him uh they they gave him water water and they let him sleep in the house uh and they took photos with him and stuff and he was so grateful and he left the yurt and he was like buzzing like trotted off on his bike Mm, well there we are the guest culture is very strong yeah so then um as he's going he's like oh obviously people are really welcoming so Next time we need to have a kip or whatever, or some food. Just ask. I'll just ask. So he popped into the next year, to the next mm. day or a few days later. And uh, a similar thing happened. The woman said, come in. She made him tea and stuff. Yeah. And then he said, she oh. probably made him f- fermented horse milk. Yeah, he probably had a glass of that. And yeah. Hated it. <laughs> and uh, so he, he was like so excited to show her the last two guys that he'd met. Mm-hmm. And he got his phone out to show her the picture. So he shows this lady the picture of the, these two guys and she like looks like she's seen a ghost and nearly faints. She's like gasps. <gasps> like, <gasps> yeah. uh, Turns out the two fellas who'd taken him in, the local murderers. Local murderers. <laughs> what the fuck? Can you even imagine? The local murderers. So who, like... They're not in jail. <laughs> They're just the locals. Like They just go knocking about, Murdered killing people. people. He had a lucky escape then. <laughs> You've got to wonder why they didn't kill him though. But then what a mad story. That is mental. Yeah. For her to know that, who they were and her to be so scared. I know. My goodness. And he's just chilling with them, drinking horse milk. Yeah. <laughs> the next morning, the car was just a state at this this point. It was mm. diabolically dirty outside and inside. Yeah. And uh, we knew we were going to have to like clean it at the end. So we're like, let's have a big clear out in Feranda. We took everything off the roof, everything out from inside. It was all kind of spilt in there. And uh, we basically just had a big clear out, didn't we? And 
we were given out there was two local kids who came over they, they came looked, over on bikes didn't they yeah. they were like really inquisitive but obviously they can speak english because they don't live in england they live in mongolia so you don't live in england either Obviously, they couldn't speak English because they don't live in an English-speaking country. They live in Mongolia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we decided to just see if the lads wanted some freebies. So we yeah. give them like pots and pans. They had stickers. Yeah. We were giving out clothes, noodles, noodles. beans, you name it. Yeah. They were having it. Spatulas and that. Spatula. They were, their mothers would have been like, oh, George, congratulations on bringing that home. Like, this is just what I need. <laughs> because it was bloody freezing in Mongolia... And uh, me and Captain B over here, yeah. we only bought a summer sleeping bag, didn't we? Oh, just the one. Just the one between Fantastic. us. So there was a, a local supermarket. We're like, well, have a look in here, see if we can find one. Mm. Did we fuck? Did we have? <laughs> <laughs> but they did have alcohol uh, and they had a few other bits. So we stocked up, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, we got back on the road. So the roads were mad, like we mentioned it earlier, but they like kind of crisscross. So you'd be driving on one and then it'll turn into another one. And then all of a sudden there's like four roads. Mm. And then you'll go up onto some tarmac and you'll be like, oh, sweet, some fresh tarmac. And yeah. then you'll drive like two miles and then there'd be a stop, a stone cold roadblock. Yeah. Like a huge mountain of sand. Get off the road. Get off the off road. Off-roading again. Yeah. It was like that nonstop. And I think the reason was, were they, they're building a road, aren't they? If you do the Mongol Rally next year when it is physically possible you will have tarmac roads all the way through mongolia just nowhere near as fun is it it isn't and i wonder if you can come off them yeah just just, just for the lulls. On a whim like yeah just chop off the side you know or if they're bar barriers all the way they're probably not because no they're not that great at building roads but yeah so yeah it was halfway done when we got there so yeah we had to go in and off there was roadworks being done which is really annoying but at least we got the we know we got the pure experience of going across basically like desert roads, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so good. It was the best driving on the whole whole rally. Yeah, um, and it was like a bit of teamwork as well because um, we, we had like a few things going wrong, but we'd stop off and play football. Mm -hmm. One of the funniest stories as well. <laughs> I forgot. This is just coming to me. Yeah, it was because I was saying before about it's so flat in some parts and you can just see forever. And uh, we stopped at this one part. We were playing football. And Sam was like, I'm dying for a shit. Sorry, Sam. I have to tell this story. It's just too <laughs> funny. Aiden and Ollie and I were going, yes. And he's like, he runs off. And then he looks back. And we're all watching him. Because there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere. no rocks. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. To go behind. So he runs off. And then we're all watching him. And he stops. And then he runs again. And he's getting smaller and smaller. But we can still see him. Yeah. And then for some reason, he goes into a crab position. Yeah. Puts his hands on the floor, his feet on the floor. And he arches his back and starts. <laughs> going to the toilet like, all to of us just dying us it something. was so funny and so weird i can never unsee that <laughs> it was so funny though oh goodness but it was just so photogenic not sam just the scenery was so photogenic yeah moving on so photogenic yeah there was like we said there was yaks and camels and there was this one part we stopped at and there was yaks just drinking from the river. Yeah. And we were just all taking photos and it was so quiet. Oh, I loved it. It was brilliant. And and you didn't have to like worry about where were you going to camp that night. You could just go anywhere. It was pretty cool. It was spectacular. Yeah. So as we're driving along, me and Will spot some wood. We're like, let's have, we're going to camp in the desert tonight. Let's yeah. pick this wood up. We'll just break it. it apart. Yeah. And we'll have a big bonfire in the night to keep mm. us warm. And um, so we put it all on the roof, drove about two or three miles down the road and then Ferranda just packed in. She packed 
packed in so hard. I think that was it. <laughs> I was waiting for something spectacular then, Craig. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> go on, you say something. Um, she packed in so hard that her mother felt it. <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> basically the car broke down yeah yeah in a more you know exotic way of saying it but this was like a proper breakdown uh so this that is what we always dreaded wasn't it, it yeah was major it sounded horrendous so it broke down, I thought, because the only thing I learned on the rally was how to change a spark plug. And I Here thought, go. I, thought I, I, I can change love. any car, any Fiat Panda you've got. I'll change a spark plug on it for, for you for free. Get spark plug, love. So I put a new spark plug in. Yeah. And then when I turned it on, it sounded horrendous and, and really dry. It, it sounded like, like a, full. Of, it was full of sand. It was like a, a, a pig in a washing machine. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. It was like squeaking, yeah, it squeaking did, in actually, a little bit. It was a great analogy yeah <laughs> um, a bit of metal so yeah we were like well she's broken down might not be the end uh, yeah we were hopeful you know we've been through a lot of garage stops we'll just take it to the next one and hopefully they'll fix it but the worst part was we were in mongolia yeah and it was those off-road on roads roads and we were miles away and we were about city. 20 kilometers away so we we the worst part then was it got dark. Mm -hmm. So the boys clipped on the, the tow bar and then the first ramp we had to try and get up was, was like a dirt ramp and it, it took big. us about 40 minutes. Yeah. But luckily then there was like a nice bit of road. Found a garage in a local town. Everything um, was shut though. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I don't know how we got the guy to come back because it was he was closed. We must have rang or something. Yeah. Someone just appeared like they do in most Asian yeah. countries. They just... if. You know, you go to a bakery here, if it's closed, it's closed. closed. You, you go in Asia, it's closed, they'll come and open it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guy shows up uh, and he didn't speak uh, much English. I know, obviously, we don't expect him to. And we couldn't speak Mongolian or Russian. Mm -hmm. But his wife spoke German. Yeah. And Robin, who is with us, spoke German, even though he's Dutch. Yeah. So <laughs> how mad is that? Luckily, Robin was there we and she was on the phone. Him. Basically, they said, come back tomorrow and we'll try and fix it. Yeah. So we found a hotel. What was the hotel called? Best hotel on planet. It was called the Minch Hotel. Inside. <laughs> we were inside the Minch Hotel that night. <laughs> and it was plush. It was very we nice. Didn't expect it to be so like fancy, but it was. It was like wicked. Royal blue sheets. Yeah. We had slippers in the bathroom. Gorgeous. It was stunning. Stunning. Hun. Stunning Minch Hotel. I got bad experience with the Minch Hotel though. Is there? I left my bum bag there. Oh, you idiot. It had idiot. over $100 in it. I had all my rings and my bracelets. And I just, oh, I was emailing and we were trying to call and it was just nothing. There was no way I was going to get that back. I was devastated. They minged her. They minged her. <laughs> okay, Craig. <laughs> you need to go to bed, my friend. But it was so nice after camping. We were, we were just... Yeah, yeah, he was thinking. A little bit worried though, weren't we, because of Veranda? I couldn't really sleep that night, yeah. Because it didn't look good. So we woke up the next morning. Me, Will and Rob went to the garage. I'm not sure why you didn't come. I probably didn't want to wake up that early, to be honest. Probably not. <laughs> but we got there and the guy basically just did an X symbol with his arms. Oh, dear. Like he was DMX's uncle. Yeah. And he was like, X not going to give it to you. not going to give you a shred, mate. Oh, 
the car is dead. So that was it. Ferranda was officially dead. I wish we had a wah, wah, wah sound effect. But I do wonder, because, you know, unless it was a big job and he just couldn't be bothered to do it, I do wonder if she could have been fixed by somebody who might have wanted to put the time into her, you know? Not that we had time at all. Yeah. Well, like we said on the um, Uzbekistan podcast, Mm. the guy offered us a new engine and we said no. It would have taken the same time and it was like an extra $100, which you lost in your bum bag, which would have been spent on that. Oh, in hindsight, Craig. (laughs) Captain Hindsight. So yeah, I was genuinely so gutted you and annoyed. You were so distraught, weren't you? I was, yeah, because yeah, I hate relying on people. I don't want to be a burden. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And and I didn't want to ruin the rally for the rest of the guys. I didn't want them like waiting for us or having to like stick us in their cars. But obviously, you know, if some something happened to someone else, we would have done the same thing. Yeah. And um, I, but I was really bummed out. I think I was just thinking about our sponsors because yeah. obviously all the stickers were on the car. We couldn't yeah. film it again. And Mongolia was the one place we wanted to photograph and film. Yeah, the car in. You and we know? had about two or three days of it, if that, yeah. and and that was dead. Yeah. But the guy was like, "I got a mate. We can chuck it on a truck and we can drive it all the way to Ulaanbaatar, which is the capital city." How far away were we from there? We were the other end of the country, basically. We were days away, weren't we? Yeah, we were about three or four solid days of driving away. Yeah. So uh, he said it'll cost you 400 US dollars. Rip off. Absolute shaft. Yeah. <laughs> um, to drive four days away. Do you know what I mean? How You wouldn't even get nowhere near that in the UK. No, I know. Somebody had a Mongolian phrase book, which came in super useful. Yeah. And we managed to communicate with him through this book and, yeah. and figure out. <laughs> I don't know how. To meet him in this train yard in Ulaanbaatar, which we'd <laughs> never been to before in our lives, yeah. at at 7pm. Yeah. But we ended up just getting a number from him yeah. um, later on. So we'll tell you about that after. And we didn't pay him before he got there because we didn't know whether we'd just take the money, take the car and bugger off. No, we? which was brave of him because yeah. we, you know... He could have just, we, we could have just, just left, left him with, with it. Car, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been his problem then. <laughs> but when we put it on the truck, he, he said to meet us in this random bit of land and there was like a huge sandbank. Mm. So he backed the truck onto it and we pushed it on. It was so strange. The The whole truck was full of like old crisp boxes right. and just crap. There was stuff everywhere. And he was like throwing it all into the desert. All this stuff was just chucking Little it off his bug. truck. He put it all back on after. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was a weird guy. Right-o. And he had like one of those crop tops on, so his whole belly was out. Oh, I love them. I love them. <laughs> just flaunting it. He yeah. was just like, this is my belly. Deal yeah, with I love it. That. And me, Rob, and Will were just like, what is going on? We had to push the car on. And they were like, Are, we, are you gonna strap it down? And he was like, uh, looking at us like we were weird. And then he eventually put the ropes on. Yeah. But what but what we were worried about is if we need he hasn't got proper ramps, how the hell are we gonna get it off when it gets to the other end? We're just gonna have to roll it off. And drop, drop like six foot onto the floor. Yeah, because it didn't like like bend down in any way. It didn't no, have like a suspension did, it, that went like to the nothing. floor. Yeah, usually they it have like high. pull out metal ramps or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Or, you know, a whole thing that comes down. It yeah, was nothing. None of it. So, yeah, it was all a bit strange. But the best part, the silver lining, was yeah. that we got to go back in the car with the Italians. With our Italian stallions. So Ricardo and Lorenzo saved the day again. Those guys are so kind and so nice. You just can't not have a smile on your face <laughs> I know, when you it's talk weird. about those Yeah, two. you say their names and you smile. The loveliest souls on planet Earth. Like so, yeah, gentle and kind and just loving. They're, yeah. they're the best. We went to visit Ricardo when we did our Euro trip in yeah. the bus. And we met him in Genova. Genoa? 
Do you know what? I always forget what it's called. Yeah. And he took us around and we, we ate like Italian bread and coffee and he yes. was just, oh, he was so welcoming. I love, ah. them. I love them both so much. So it was great. They, like We were sat in the back and we were so tired because we'd been doing, doing so much driving. What were we in the back of? So they had a Fiat 600, which was given to them by their granddad. Yeah, it was tiny. It was very small. And they had a lot of stuff. So we were just like squished in the back of the car, like, okay, we're ready for this four day drive. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. But they started playing us like like traditional Italian songs and we learned to sing with them. And it yeah. was good. It was really good, like driving into the sunset and stuff. It was so lovely. And we we felt better after that, didn't we? Yeah, they like fed us bread and pears and yeah. <laughs> they just looked after us. They're like, I think they could see how distraught we were. Yeah. Um, they were like, uh, let me just put the aircon on so they like usb'd in like a tiny fan and put it back and was like there's the aircon i was like (laughs) (laughs) but it was really it was kind of cold there anyway so it wasn't too bad but yeah it's so funny yeah and so that night we we ended up in the middle of the desert we found like a, a tiny little mud wall yeah and uh will had been googling how do these like nomadic people start fires because there's no wood mm-hmm. you know you're not by a, uh, a coastline where there's Nothing, like driftwood anything and uh turns out they use camel shit yeah but there was none of that around so we built a fire with some some goat shit some goat shit <laughs> bear grills picked it all up and stuck it all on so will did a good job on the fire yeah and uh it was such a good night we had beers we had some music playing we yeah. just had like a dance with them and we had like a camp camp stove mm-hmm. everyone was cooking and the stars were out because oh, there's no light mate. pollution and it's just the most amazing scenes you can think. Probably the most stars I've ever seen yeah. in my whole life. Yeah. It was Beautiful. crystal clear. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And it was the perfect night after what had happened with Veranda because yeah. I was ready to go home after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as we were there, I was like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. It was the highlights of being with the boys, wasn't it? Definitely. Being with the crew. So we're going to leave it here because this will be a two-parter. There's so much to talk about for Mongolia because obviously... The next episode is the final episode. This is the penultimate episode, babes. This is it's mental. I can't wait to speak about next week because it's so such a crazy ending to what already was a crazy journey. But yeah, if, if anything was going to happen, it was going to happen to us, which it did. It did. You know? So we're going to have two special guests on the show. We we wanted to get everybody on, but it's yeah. been so hard to schedule everybody in. Mm-hmm. But next week we're going to get we're going to have Rob and Aiden on, who yeah. were like with us through all of it at the end yeah. and it's going to be a belter of a finisher yeah. if you've seen the documentary you kind of know how it ends but honestly we couldn't even make it up what happens yeah so it deserves a whole podcast definitely doesn't it? yeah so if you are brand new lads and you've just found us thanks so much for joining us yes if you're listening to us give us a rating because we're still doing a competition we're going to announce the winner actually on on the final episode brilliant of the king in it merchandise mm-hmm. so all you've got to do is leave us a review whether it's on podbean or apple podcasts and then you'll be automatically entered i mean just do it it's free it's free to enter do you Why know not? What I mean you could win some lush stuff free comp on that if they're on youtube what should they do aim uh press subscribe uh share it about you know tell your people about it because it's a pretty cool story, I reckon. Free content, isn't it, as well? Yeah. You don't pay. Free. You just go we online. Can, we have got Patreon. Just oh, so. you could be a patron. Yeah, that would be <laughs> great if you did that. <laughs> so next time we will be talking about the most dramatic ending ever to the in, Mongol Rally. In Mongol Rally history, basically. You are not going to want to miss that one, lads. Yeah. So we will see you there. <laughs>